He didn't make you that way. That's not his image. Let it go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, this will be a short message. The Holy Spirit's done a pretty good work. Just imagine what happens if we really understand that we've been adopted into his family and the authority and the legality of that. Amen. Woo. Those who are here for the first time or haven't been here for a while, we've um, been journeying through the, um, the book of Revelation and we haven't got very far. We get into the first chapter and um, I kind of did explain and lay out a, the, the introduction of the book and uh, I was going to go on and I felt the Holy Spirit stop me where in uh, the first chapter it talks about the seven spirits of God and, and the seven spirits of God are, are, are mentioned three times in the book of Revelation. So we're going through that journey and the first um, of the seven spirits and it's explained this way for some of you who don't haven't heard the explanation. Um, there's seven spirits of the Holy Spirit, one spirit, just like there's three persons of the Trinity, one God. Amen. So like the Jewish menorah is seven candles on one hammered out piece of gold lampstand. The seven spirits of God are, are each a light of that same spirit, okay? All right, so, so you didn't think I was like off in some weirdness. Um, we're on number three. The first one was the spirit of grace. Aren't you so happy that, yeah. that that light comes on in our life, the spirit of grace that teaches us that it's, it's not about our working for salvation. It's not about our earning his favor. It's what he's done for us, amen? That he has given us that gracious gift of salvation. And, and what our part in that is to receive it. We receive it. We don't take credit for it. It wasn't because we were so good um, that he brought that. It was because it was just his gracious and goodness that, that brought, that, brought that to us. Amen. We haven't earned it. We didn't work for it. Um, and, and as we begin to go and we try to do in our humanity is start working towards God's favor and earning his goodness, we actually cut ourselves off from his grace. So we don't want to do that. Amen. The second of this is the spirit of life. It's where we, um, he, we are freed from the spirit and the laws of sin and death as the Holy Spirit lives in us and lives through us as the spirit of life. And today, um, I'm running through that just to get to um, a very, very awesome one. And I'm excited I get to bring like a good word, you know, an encouraging word, I, I hope, and, and an uplifting word. Sometimes as the pastor, you bring, you bring the, the word that God gives you, and sometimes it's always truth, but it's, sometimes it's more of a, um, a tune-up. Sometimes it's a cutting away of some stuff, which, which ends up being good, right? But this is just, it's good from beginning to end, Amen. So I'm excited, and, and I know some of you are like, um, you thought, well, maybe I didn't care a whole lot about that. I do. <laughs> I, it's always fun to be able to give a, a very encouraging word. And, and this is, um, I, we're getting to reveal and understand the spirit of adoption, the third of the, of the seven spirits of God, the, the spirit of adoption. And before I give you the um, scriptural text, um, I want to read, um, you, you guys hear me say a lot, it's really important as we study the word of God to, to understand the three C's. Content, what is it saying? Context. In what context is he speaking, or is the word speaking? And then culture. Amen. Culture plays a huge part. So the Apostle Paul was, um, as he began to explain and unwind the spirit of adoption, he's speaking to a people of culture and the Roman culture. So I want to explain the Roman uh, and what adoption looks like in the Roman culture. In the Jewish culture, um, there wasn't adoption. When if if someone died, a brother died, um, the other brother or someone, any of the other brothers, usually story the oldest would take on that brother's family. So there wasn't really an adoption. That's just how that worked. In the Jewish culture, there wasn't really adoption. It just, they just took them on, and, and they became theirs. And there wasn't a legal um, grounds or anything like that. But um, in the Roman culture, um, in ancient Rome, adoption had a powerful meaning. And this is what Paul is really wanting us to, to get across as we get into the, to the word. 
Um, when a child was born biologically, biologically easy for me to say, um, the parents had the option of disowning the child for a variety of reasons. This is in Roman culture, your natural children, they could be disowned. And we see that like even in the Jewish culture at times, um, if a son dishonored their parents or did something like that, they, they can disown them. Now, this happened in Roman culture, and it could be for if they just didn't want the child or, or um, sometimes they did things. So when a child was born biologically, the parents had the option of disowning the child for a variety of reasons. The relationship, therefore, was not necessarily desired by the parents, nor permanent. Not so, however, if a child was adopted in Rome. Adopting a child meant this. Pay attention, this is for you. That child was freely chosen by the parents, desired by the parents. You've been freely chosen by God, desired by God. Now, um, I, I'm in all of that because I've been a handful of places in the world, and, and I remember seeing some children, and, you, uh, and I was one of these in, uh, as the Lord was choosing me, just a mess. Probably had just urinated myself all over the place and not had a bath, played in the dirt and the mud, and just snot-stained face and dirt stuck all over. And I don't know if you're like me, but that's, that's about the reality of, of our uh, what we were bringing to the table to be adopted. Just a mess. And the Lord so graciously looks at us and says, oh, I got to have you. <laughs> I got to have you. This one I got to have. Like, there's this beautiful spirit that the Lord has. And, and we often want to think this because, like, as Christians, we, because we've become so good and we do all these things and we've just, we've, we've just earned his favor. And don't kid yourself. All of us were filthy, a mess just destroyed everything. There was nothing to really bring to the table. It was this gracious spirit of God, the spirit of adoption that, that saw you and saw me and said, oh, I must have him. I must have him. When other people said, uh, I don't want him, the spirit of adoption said, oh, I got to have him. I don't, think I, can, I don't think I can live without this one. And that's what he's done for you. So that child was freely chosen by the parents and desired by the parents. This is so cool. The second part of Roman adoption is that child would be a permanent part of the family. Parents couldn't disown a child they adopted. That was a permanence. You imagine being like, and I'm sure like kids haven't changed a whole lot. And how many in your family, like you, if you have siblings, you pray with like, well, I'm their favorite. Can you imagine though an adopted child that was adopted in, like they ain't going nowhere, right? I mean, if, if, if I was an adopted child into a family like that, I, I would, I'm honorary enough, I would probably, you know, yeah, they had you, but, like, you could be gone at any moment, you know? Like, they chose me. <laughs> I mean, there was, it was this beautiful thing of a permanence and an establishment of being adopted. And, and I don't so much want you to think about what I just joked about, but the, the seriousness of being adopted into the family of the Lord that, that can you imagine the fear that would go away? A natural child in that culture, you'd, you'd, you'd want to be on your best behavior. An adopted child could relax a little bit. I'm not going anywhere. I have a home. I have a father. They've chosen me. An adopted child received a new identity. Listen to this, church. Any prior commitments, responsibilities, and debts were erased. How many have been out of, got out of debt recently or have ever gotten out of debt? 
I don't know about you, but when, when you like make the last payment, it is a beautiful thing. It feels so good, right? It feels so good, especially if you had it for a long time, then you get free of it. It feels so good. Like your debt to whoever and to whatever your past life was, it was paid in full. We're good. That's how you need to be looking at this life is that your old life, you don't owe, like you're not, you're not responsible to listen to your old father. And you're going to say, well, who's my old father? We're going to get to that. You, all those things have been canceled. All commitments. How many, I mean, I, I made some commitments in the past, in my past life. I said some things like, well, I'll do this and this and this. and the, <laughs> Done. Those things are gone. You don't have to hold those commitments. Responsibilities. Debts. There's new rights and new responsibilities that are taking on. I'll tell you what, man, there's some pretty amazing rights that you have being adopted in the family of God. There's some pretty amazing responsibilities that you have, that you get. Also in ancient Rome, the concept of inheritance was part of life, not something that began at death. How many know, like in our culture, you receive an inheritance when someone dies. In the Roman culture, if you were adopted into a family, you received an inheritance. Church. When we're adopted in, we're not waiting for someone to die to receive our inheritance. He already did and resurrected. We receive our inheritance. We have possession of our inheritance. It's a good day. It's a great day. Being adopted made someone an heir to their father. And joint sharers in all of his possessions and fully united to him. Fully united. All of the possessions. Remember I was talking about a few weeks ago, like the Lord opens up the door and we're like, the kid that can just go run in there like, like I can have, oh yeah, it's all yours. Like come in and get it. Right? It's instantaneously yours. You don't have to be good to get it. You don't have to like go to church five weeks in a row. It's the magic number. We hit five. Okay, now, now you're good. Like now, now we can have, we can do the luncheon thing. Right? I mean, isn't that like, that's religion. Like, I, I, got, I got four weeks in a row in my Bible app. I read the Bible four weeks in a row every day. So now I can pray for someone and they might get healed. Oh, shoot, I was almost there, but I missed a day. Wow, start over. You're cut off. And he said, that, I mean, that's church. That's religion. Don't tell me it ain't I grew up in it. No, you're a son. It's yours. Like, Instantly. It's yours. Because you're not earning it. Remember the spirit of grace? You're not earning it. It's been given to you. The spirit of life activates that truth. And he speaks better things. And the spirit of adoption shows you legally who you are. Amen? Think about what that means for us as Christians. Rather than the obligation of being a child of God. I know none of you have ever felt an obligation of being a child of God. Just me. How about the opportunity 
How about the like, oh my gosh. How many need the spirit of adoption, the Holy Spirit as the spirit of adoption to teach us what adoption is supposed to look like? To teach us our rights and our authority and the gifts and the, the love that he has for us, knowing that he's chosen us. And we're not going anywhere. <laughs> I feel safe in him, amen? I feel secure in him. So let's look at scripture. Turn with me to Romans chapter 8. I think Romans is, I, I have a few favorite books, but Romans is up there. The book of Romans is so powerful. If you, if you want to learn and know who you are in Christ, read the book of Romans. So the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verse 15 and 16, For you have not received a spirit of slavery. Aren't you glad? You're not under obligation. <laughs> You're not a slave. Leading to fear again. But you have received a spirit of adoption as sons. See, we're not, we don't have a fear attached to us. We've, he's taken, we're, we're not going anywhere. I'm good. I have a father who has adopted me and loved me. I trust him with that. I feel secure in that. Amen? I know some of you are probably thinking, I heard it. You didn't say it, but I heard it. Well, does that mean I'm eternally saved? Yeah, you have eternal security. God has saved you. You are always his son. But you can walk away just like the prodigal did. You have free will. That fa your father will always say, that's my son. I loved him. But you can run amok, and you can go eat with the pigs, and you can spend your fortune. You always have a place at home. not leading you to fear again, but you receive the spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The beautiful thing about Abba is slaves couldn't say that word. Only sons. Abba, Father is an intimacy. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. The spirit of adoption testifies with our spirit and encourages us and tells us you're a son of God. Daughter, you're a daughter of God. You're a daughter of the Most High. That's the spirit of adoption that is speaking to you and encouraging you and establishing you and speaking better things than, than, what, the, than what the evil one would say, that, oh, you're, you're illegitimate. Oh, you messed up. Oh, you see, you'll never, you'll never have that spot again. No, the blood speaks better things. The, the Holy Spirit comes alongside you. The spirit of adoption says, oh, no, <laughs> this is all yours. Don't let, it, don't let them lie to you. You know, you, you've got you've to get this established. Like, it's so important to know in the times that we're in who you are, that, that you're established by grace, that the spirit, the, Christ, the spirit of Christ of life is living in you, and the spirit of adoption lives in you, and he's teaching you of, of this adoption. Because there's all kinds of things trying to come against that. Amen? So the adoption is an act of God which places the believer in the family as an adult son. This is the craziest thing. Like, you take a baby, and they're placed into a family instantaneously as an adult son in position, which means all rights. You don't have to grow up. And well, when you get 18, like, or, or my daughter, you turn 16, well, now you get to drive a car. God does crazy stuff. He's like, here's a brand new baby. Here you go. It's all yours. It's amazing. Like, here you go. Like, I would never put my kid, like, I just put Jesse on a little motorcycle. It was a small one to get him used to it. Like, I wouldn't put him on, like, mine. But God's like, you want to ride my bike? <laughs> He's amazing. 
He's like, it's all yours. Hop on. Here, you can handle it. But he has this amazing grace, the spirit of grace that comes alongside of us through that journey, knowing like, here, it's all yours, but he's not going to keep you responsible as an adult. The spirit of grace knows that you're a, you're a newborn, right? And he graciously loves you in that and builds you up till you mature, right? He doesn't expect you to act like an adult when you're a one-year-old. Church, we need to understand, we have new babes and Christians that they're like one-year-olds. And then you're like, well, I don't know when they're going to get it together. Like, well, maybe when you do. Like, you're 40 years old and still ain't got it together. <laughs> right? Like, check yourself. The Holy Spirit will get, will get a hold of you. That spirit adoption is so loving that you're put into position, full rights, full adulthood. Boom. But you're being nurtured and matured as you're developing and growing by the spirit of grace. He's so good. At the same time, he's born into the family of God as a child who needs to grow and develop his position. This, this get this. His position is, is one of full privilege and practice. Full privilege and his practice, which means an application of that, involves growth and grace. The application of those things involve growth and grace. And it's the spirit of grace and the spirit of adoption that leads us into that and shows us that, hey, it's all yours. Don't worry about it. You'll learn how to ride that thing. Right? You're going to grab the throttle and crash and burn. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. I love you. You'll learn. You want to ride it again? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, that is a loving father. That is a loving God. The special work of establishing, this is so good, former sons of Satan... In the family of God, as his legal heirs, is a particular ministry of the Holy Spirit and the spirit of adoption. We were all sons of a different father. If you don't believe me, turn to John chapter 8. Starts off 831 through 44. Now listen to who Jesus is speaking to. If you read this, he's, been following, he's speaking to those who've believed him and following him. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, and he uses this word, it's very powerful. Pay attention when you hear Jesus say, if. If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never yet been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? So Jesus answers them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you seek to kill me. Because my word has no place in you. Listen to what Jesus says here. This is so neat. I speak to things which I have seen with my father. Therefore, you also do the things which you heard from your father. Jesus is showing a difference. Like, I have seen these things with my father. Like, he's speaking of, like, the oneness that him and his father have in that. He's saying... You've heard the things that your father said. Now watch, 
Jesus is so loving, right? Everyone has this beautiful, just Jesus is just so loving. How many know that Jesus is so loving he tells the truth? Because <laughs> he's about to drop some truth. And, ooh, get ready. Pull your toes in. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Now watch, I love how in this passage, they change who their father is because Jesus is like, oh, Abraham's your father? Okay, what about, oh, well, God's our father. Watch, it's so awesome. <laughs> and Jesus is like, nope, not him either. <laughs> Abraham is our father, Jesus said to them. If you are Abraham's children, do the deeds of Abraham. But, but as it is, you are seeking to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. This Abraham did not do. <laughs> oh, you were doing the deeds of your father. Or, oh, I'm sorry. You are doing the deeds of your father. That's what Jesus says. They said to him, we are not born of fornication. We have one father, God. And Jesus says to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and have come from God. For I have not even come on my own initiative. But he sent me. Why do you not understand what I am saying? And then he answers. It is because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father, the devil. And you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning. And does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature. For he is a liar and the father of lies. So why did I bring this passage of scripture out? We in the church have a tendency to believe and to think that everyone is our brother and sister. And it's just not biblical. It's not what Jesus said. That's why I can say that. It's just not what he said. These people to this point were following him and had believed him. But he knew they hadn't taken the word that he had said and taken it as a word coming from God. So he is saying, um, no, we don't have the same father. Remember in, when we were going through the Sermon on the Mount, there was a message, I think it was titled, um, Dogs, Pigs, and Brothers. There's a difference. Jesus said, don't take those things and cast them to the dogs. Or don't take them and give, them to the, give what's sacred to the dogs. Don't cast your pearls before swine. I'm not saying, it's not my job to run around, your father's the devil. <laughs> I just know, I don't call everybody brother. Not everyone's your brother, not everyone's your sister. We have an adversary. And Jesus was wise enough to realize, like, um, that's the fruit of your father, not mine. Right? We need to understand how, how beautiful and how special it is to be adopted out of one family into another. And when you've been adopted out of a family, you have no more legality connection. I want you to understand, Satan understands legality very, very well. Satan understands legality a lot more than we do. What do I mean by that? As long as we are connected to him as his father and give him legal access, he will come and he will rape and pillage. If you give him legal access to an area of your life, he will come and exploit it. Right. You go, well, what's legal access? That's opening the door. Yeah. How do we open the door? Well, when you go and, and you open yourself up into pornography or you open yourself up into lying or you're opening yourself up into doing things and, and, and rebellion that you know the Lord's saying, do not do that. 
and you begin to do it, you open the door and give access, okay? That doesn't mean you're going to be demon-possessed. If the Holy Spirit doesn't live in you, then you can be. But you can be oppressed. Your mind, your soul, your will, your emotions, that's why Christians can be oppressed. Christians can have um, uh, depression. Some of it's chemical. Some of it's spiritual. And you can't fix the spiritual with a chemical. I don't know about you, but chemicals really just jacked me up. Then you got to put in other chemicals. There's a side effect for that. Well, then take this, and that'll fix that. Well, then there's side effect. You guys ever see the commercials for drugs with side effects? Good Lord, I'm like, I think I'd rather have whatever I started with. Legalities. When we are adopted, those old legalities get severed. No more access or right. You don't have to listen to whatever, whatever agreement or whatever used to have access. It used to have those doors were opened up. You close them. You say, you're not welcome. I have a new father. I've come into a new place. Those things might have used to have had a grip on me. I'm free. Amen. They have no... Now, he'll say, I have authority. He's a liar. Yeah. <laughs> Everything he says is a lie. I just read that, right? You're the father of lies. That's your native tongue. So if the enemy's speaking things to you, you can very simply, easily go, well, I know that ain't true, right? Whatever option. Now, he'll bring some truth, but there's always a lie in it. So whatever he's saying, just, just disregard it. Yeah. It's the easiest thing. Don't entertain it. Like the first thing that happened in the garden, right? Did God really say? Well, you know, if you eat this, you'll be just like him. Hmm. Well, I wonder. And you start reasoning, human reasoning. Just, just identify whatever he says is a lie. He's the father of lies. Get rid of it. I, I know that ain't the truth. You'll never be healed. Get, you need to start shouting, well, praise the Lord, that means I'm going to get healed. You'll never be free. Hallelujah. The enemy's testifying me, building up my encouragement now. That's a great thing. You guess what he'll stop doing if you, if you start doing that? He's going to shut up. Man, I can't tell that guy anything. Every time I tell him a lie, he flips it on me and uses it to encourage himself. <laughs> it does work. I wish I could identify it. I'm getting better at it. But it still comes down. There was a lot too long ago. I was believing like, man, it, I, they'd be better off if Jay was here. He knows how to deal with all this disaster stuff. I'm like, Lord, what the heck were you thinking? You bring the national director of disaster stuff and have him move out and you bring me. What, you, what are you thinking? That wasn't the Holy Spirit. That's a lie. So then you know what I'm like? Oh, hallelujah. I don't even need more encouragement. What else you got, devil? I know that's a lie. God has a plan. He knew what he's doing. You think God knows what he's doing? I know he knows what he's doing. I don't always know what he's doing. But I trust him. I know he don't make mistakes. I, I know this. He adopted me which seems really stupid to the world. But I love it. He chose me. He chose you. And instantaneously, the, the options are open for us. They're all there. Every gift here, every good and perfect gift is yours. Would you like it? Come in. We don't have to, we don't have to wonder, like, is the Lord happy with me today? You know, 
We don't have to make an appointment. We're sons and daughters of the Most High. We're sons and daughters of the Most High. The word adoption in the Greek comes from two words. Hus, which means son, and thesis, a placing. Adoption is the placing of sons. That's awesome. The placing of, it's like taking people who, and like, put him in, in that place. Sons. That's powerful. God's sons. And ladies, you're not out of that. That's just the Bible saying sons. It's, it's like man. speaks for mankind. Men and women. Daughters. Daughters of the king. You know how ridiculous that is? Like, I, as a son, I'm like, dude, my dad's got this. Like, he's, he's the, the Lord of heaven's armies. Like, you know when you're little and you're like, dude, my dad will kick your dad's butt. Right? I mean, was I the only one? I mean, I thought my dad was like Superman. Like, he could do anything. Like, dude, my dad? Do I, do I need to call my dad? Like, and I'm, I'm a, you know how bad Jesus is? Like, Jesus is the man, right? Like, I'm a joint heir with him. That's what adopted into that family. Joint heir. Like, everything he had access to, I have access to. Everything he can do, I can do. And anything that would tell you different, get rid of it. It's a lie. Well, what are you saying? I'm saying what his word says. That what do you think the spirit of adoption is for? Legal rights. All the older canceled. All of the, all of the legal rights of what Jesus has prepared for us for his kingdom are mine and yours. You know what I know? If we don't know that, we won't use it. If we're going to believe the devil, like, well, you didn't go to church this week, so now you can't pray for them. They're not going to get well. What are you thinking? Well, you didn't, you didn't pay your tithes last Sunday. You better get in there and pay so God will answer that. Stop it. It's good to come to church. It's good to be obedient. But good Lord, if, you're, if everything revolved around our obedience, nothing would get done in the kingdom. Well, very little. It's about what he did. And us understanding what he did. And us believing who we are. And being like, oh, thank you, Dad. What if you got up every day and really believed and thought that, like, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the God of heaven's armies, is your dad. And you are his son or his daughter. And it's all out there and available to you. And whatever, whatever thing you face that day, you've got the King of kings and the Lord of lords and the God of heaven's armies on your side as your dad. I don't know. That feels good to me. Yeah. I'm feeling like, you know, if you ever walked with anybody that was good size? I used to like this one. He was a big dude. I love so be around him because it's like, I just felt like me and you, like we can handle some business. I don't know about you, but if God is like, dude, God, the king of like the God of heaven's armies is walking with me, like my champion, like we sang about. And I actually believe that. Oh, oh, we're good. Me with him. You're all in trouble. Bring on hell. I got a squirt gun. We're good. Because I know who I'm with. I know whose I am. He ain't going to leave me. He's not going to forsake me. We're good. Like, I'm excited about the days we're in church. He ain't leaving us to get, like, stomped on. Are you kidding? What good father's like, oh, I love you. I'm just going to stomp on you and beat the crap out of you and just beat you up and tell you, oh, yeah, but I love you. Oh, I love you. Oh, here's my wrath. Oh, oh, I just love you. He's not psychotic. 
That's psychotic. Do you know him? Like, I, I just don't understand people. It just has never messed my mind. Early on, I'm like, I've met him. I've talked to him. That is not him. Whatever you're thinking, that's not him. Do you know him? He calls you his bride. Your sons, daughters. Like, what else do we need to understand that? We're the apple of his eye. His thoughts for you were before you were ever conceived. And they were good thoughts with good plans. Oh, we got to believe this. He's not abandoned us. He's with us. We have full access. Oh, if we'd be like children. Didn't he tell us to be like children? Childlike faith. If you tell a child and and they see the, the toy store and you go, it's all yours. And they know you own it. They're like, well, I don't know. You know, I did tell a lie this week. Uh, and I go, well, I don't know. Well, I probably should only go in there for about a minute because what? No kid's going to do that. That kid is gone. Like what? Where'd he go? Oh, there's just stuff moving and writing and screaming and yelling. And then they go, I need help. I need help. I need to go get some of my friends. This is ridiculous. Be like children, childlike faith. Believe what he said. Believe what he said. The Holy Spirit has been assigned the task of affecting our adoption and persuading us who've been brought from the family of sin into the family of God that we are actually and legally his. That's his assignment. Teach them and show them that they're mine and I'm theirs. Church, we got to know this. This is why he tells us to leave the timid act of coming boldly. Quit being timid and come boldly. Quit that act. Be like that little child. Like, I don't make appointments to go to my mom and dad's house. I never have. I just show up. Oh, and I'm bold. I'll just park in the best spot. I don't care. Roll up. I'll go in the house. I don't knock. I've never knocked going to my mom and dad's house. I still don't. I probably should. No telling, right? I still don't. I just go in. And then I go right to the fridge every time. <laughs> Full access, right? I don't ask, hey, can I get in the fridge? No. I go right in the fridge. Even if I've ate. I don't know. Just get in there. What's in there? There's nothing sacred in there. I'm going to go. I'm in there. I don't ask, can I go to the bathroom? No. I go into my cupboard. My dad's got this candy stash. I go and explore that. If there's something in there, I don't even ask. It must be mine. I have access to the house. Then I sit down. Can you imagine how stupid that... I'd like to make an appointment. Uh, I was just wondering, you know, am I still your son? Can I come in? Um, Would it be a good time? Are you upset? Are we good? You think, how do you think that makes God, the Father's heart, feel? He said, come boldly. Come like you're my kid. Like, look, what what else do I got to do so you understand? Like, I love you. I've adopted you. You're mine. Everything I have is yours. Would you stop it? Just come in. Go play with the stuff. 
Go take it and use it. Go take out that kingdom. Stop acting permission. Wouldn't that be strange in the natural? He goes, if you being natural parents who, like in comparison to him, are evil, know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more do you think I'll give good gifts to mine? Oh, he didn't really mean that stuff he said, huh? It's just, it's just some. No, I, I'm pretty sure he meant it. Come boldly to the throne room of grace. Our unbelief hides behind false humility. And we secretly applaud ourselves for our hesitation to take hold of the promises of God. This is the only part that your toes might get a little stepped on. Mine did. Stop hiding behind false humility. Well, I don't want to be too presumptuous. Like, stop it. Stop it. That's unbelief. I don't care how you dress it up. It's a pig. No, unbelief is ugly. It's evil. It's evil. Don't, don't play with it. It's evil. How, do, how would that make you feel when your child is hesitant? Well, I don't know. I don't know if he loves me or not. Well, I don't know. He's saying, come boldly. Are you serious? Uh, that, is, that isn't pretty. That don't look good. That's not. It's like, stop it. You know what he loves? Dad, I'm home. <laughs> Doors open, fridge is open, plopping down on the couch like he owned the place. He's like, that's my boy right there. He knows who he is, right? He knows who his daddy is. He knows he's in the right spot. This is your father's house, church. This is your father's house. You come in like you own the joint. Pick any seat. I don't care. I like to sit there. I'm just saying. But if you feel the Lord wants you to sit there today or tomorrow, go ahead. I'm not going to fight you over it. This is your father's house. What do I mean? Quit tiptoeing around. What do you want? Go after it. Amen. Get it. Use it. Play with it. Now, I hope you understand. I'm just using my terms. Like, ride that sucker until like, the wheels fall off. <laughs> Grab the throttle all the way. That's what he wants. That makes him happy. Like, he's giving you these things. You're like, do you like them? Oh, they're, they're great. Don't you want to write it? Nope. That is awesome. Oh, let me, let me tell you how awesome my, my dad is. He gives me the most amazing things. Have you ever, like, tried it? Nope. Well, I don't really know if he wants me to have it. Or not. I don't want to scratch it. What if I mess it up? You know, you know what makes a father's joy? You see him writing it. You see him using those gifts. You see him going, oh, my gosh. And then you see the understanding and the light come on their face like, this is amazing. And fathers are like, oh, so good. Come boldly. He's pleased by our boldness to come to full-fledged children of the family. He's pleased when we understand it and we just come running in. Daddy, I'm home. I'm going to be really happy when my kids do the same thing I do. No, seriously, my heart would hurt if they started calling me and like, hey, do you think it'd be okay? What? What do you mean, do you think it'd be okay? What makes you think it might, wouldn't be okay? Of course you can come home. I love you. Of course, whatever I got, go get it. You need it? Take it. 
Right? Isn't that a heart of a good parent, good father? Now, obviously, there's, you know, we're not raising spoiled brats, and you ain't got to worry about that. God, don't do it. God's not, he, that's why God's not our grandfather. <laughs> Indian culture called him grandfather. I'm like, mm-mm, oh, you missed it. <laughs> grandfather won't ever, you know, he'll, God's a father. He'll discipline you when you need it. He'll train you up. It's the distinct work of the Holy Spirit to encourage us and coach us along these lines. It's the distinct work of the spirit of adoption. Church, if, the, if I'm not, I'm just trying to be me today, but ultimately my heart's cry is that you would see Jesus. That you would see Jesus. That you would see how you're loved. That you would see and understand your position in Christ. That you would know that you're adopted into a family and that you have so much access to gifts that are permanent. He's not playing games. Well, now you can have it. Now you can't. Stop it. Stop it. Go get it. He's not going to take it away from you if you mess it up. The church has been so jacked up over trying to paint a picture of God that ain't there. Well, if you've ever shared a word one time and you're wrong, you're a false prophet. That's stupid. You need to be careful saying, thus saith the Lord. But I'll tell you what, he's not going to throw you out of the kingdom if you get it wrong. He's going to come alongside you and go, son, I don't know what you were thinking. Has he ever done that when you told somebody, you're, you know, something and, and, or you spread something you shouldn't have or whatever, and he comes alongside and he goes, son, I don't know what you were thinking. Yeah. And then he gives you the truth. The truth sets you free and you move on. Right? That's the heart of God. That's what looking like a son or a daughter looks like. And we have this beautiful model. His name's Jesus. He's like the brother. I mean, can you imagine like Jesus' real brothers? They couldn't have liked him. <laughs> Think about it. None of them followed him until after he died and resurrected. And they're like, well, I guess we kind of have to. He was telling the truth. <laughs> he was perfect. But we're like, he lives in us and he's perfecting us. And we have the spirit of adoption that's like, dude, you're just like him. The father sees you the same way. So we're not jealous of them. We're like, yay, this is awesome. Right? We should be. Galatians 4, 4 through 7 says, But when the fullness of time came, God sent for his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those, that's us, who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Because you are sons, God has set forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. That's the Holy Spirit in us that's crying for us and, and teaching us how to do this, to cry, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Oh, church. Let me tell you how good this is, and I'm closing. Which means, can, can you play that song that you guys were playing, um, the last part? Because um, there's still there might be some folks who didn't fully do what they were supposed to the first time, and as we close, we can do that. And, and if you might have a little more understanding of your authority now, you think? I'm thinking if you don't get it now, um, I I don't know. I'm I'm gonna sleep on Sunday morning. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna hang it up. 
Let's look at Romans 8, verse 19. This, this, out of all the stuff, got me so excited. Paul said this in, eight, in Romans 8, 19. For the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. This is, this was like mind-blowing stuff to me. Like the creation, look, God's creation is an anticipation of the revealing of the sons. Like this is how big of a deal this is. <laughs> All of creation is in its, like, you guys ever see like when the president has been um, like for a, 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 what is that? When they go and they do their word for the country, like everything stops, he goes down the aisle, they're like, doo, 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 doo. the president of the United States is coming in. And then they go through, like everything stops, all the CNN, all the news stations, Fox are all on there watching the, the address from the president. All creation, I mean all of creation, the stars, the planets, the trees, all of those things are, are going, they're in, in going, oh, whoa, he's about to reveal who his sons are that he adopted. And he starts bringing us out. One by one. Oh, here's my daughter. Have you seen her? And all the creation's like, oh! What a plan. They're going, what a plan. Like, and seriously, who would think this stuff up? These ugly, snot, messed up, jacked up, little bratty kids. Oh, I got to have them. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them all these gifts, and I'm, they're going to become like me. They're going to understand who I've created them to be. They're going to realize that I've created them in my image. Once they understand that, it's going to change everything. When they know who they are and who their father is. Oh, and here's the next one. Here comes Neva. Oh! Creation, the stars are just like flickering and brightening and shaking, and the earth's just going crazy and nuts like this most amazing party ever. All creation is in anticipation. Why aren't we? Amen. Like, we should be jumping up and down every morning like, do you know who my dad is? Do you know who I am? What if we knew who we are? I mean, we know what we were. We want to keep dragging that around, right? Who I was. Oh, forget that. Those debts are tied, canceled. Cut them off. You're free. You're free. One day soon, before all the heavenly hosts, all creation will rejoice in what God has done through grace in redeeming fallen mankind. One day soon, church. One day soon. Hold on. We're almost there. One day soon. We're going to celebrate for all eternity his good plan. Each one of us, no matter what we've done, no matter how many times we've messed up, because it's not about you. Look, you didn't do anything to get him to start loving you. While you were yet sinners, Christ came and died. You had, you brought nothing to the table except for a big mess. So there wasn't nothing you did to get him to start loving you, which means there'll be nothing that you can do to ever get him to stop. You're loved. Amen? We're going to close. I want to just pray a blessing over you. And then if you want to stick around and worship the Lord and speak those things into existence and speak those miracles out and speak those um, walls to come down, we're just going to close in a song of worship. And you can be dismissed if you need to go. I know we went after. Lord, we just thank you and love you, Jesus. What an awesome plan. <laughs> we don't fully understand it, and that's okay. Lord, all I really need to understand 
I really need to get this, that I'm your son with full rights adopted into your family. God, don't let me ever forget it. Every lie against that would just be broken in the name of Jesus. Establish this in our heart. Lord, I don't want this to be just another message. Lord, let this, let this shape us and mold us like it's supposed to. Lord, let us live this thing out. Let it become fresh breath and the breath that we breathe. And Lord, life in us. Let it ex expel every false lie that's ever been spoken in our life against that. And be the standard that, that is truth, Lord, that, that if the enemy tries to come against it, we raise that up and say, no, I'm a son of the Most High. I'm adopted. That, that old life has been canceled.